For South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, this is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome in on a Wednesday. How are you? The Nate Brown Show back and ready. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Here we go. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live from our downtown studio. We're on Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station. Tune us in, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. You can stream us right there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Welcome in on YouTube as well. A lot of people checking us out on YouTube. We appreciate that. Bring us up on your phone, computer, smart TV, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Easy to find our channel subscribe would appreciate it the nate brown show you won't miss any shows that way you've got us live four to six and then the archives right there also on twitter right now if you have a twitter account um an x account you can find us at nate brown show interact with the show and watch the live stream there on twitter at nate brown show follow us and you're ready to go south dakota sports talk show locked and loaded on a wednesday great guest lineup we'll get to it local regional national we've got you covered it is brought to you in part by black hills ortho and Spine Center, the expert team when it comes to taking care of the weekend warrior like you and I or the elite athlete on the field. That's the team here in the Black Hills. Learn more at bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center helping you stay in the game since 1976. Start online at bhosc.com. Wednesday show looks good. We've got it for you. Brian No coming up. NFL. We'll get into it. Fox Sports Radio national host countdown to kickoff every Sunday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. We've got Brian No live tonight. Matt Zimmer's on tap. South Dakota State beat Montana State. A little bit overlooked, I think, in, in the scene of the weekend. That was a big one. Montana State and uh, South Dakota State powers in FCS football, and the Jacks got them. It was a tight game over there in Brookings. Uh, South Dakota State now playing at Target Field this weekend. Did you see this? So they're part of that Target Field series. Jackrabbits playing Drake this weekend. We'll talk to Matt Zimmer coming up, SiouxFallsLive.com. Eric Williams live from California tonight, national NFL writer, FoxSports.com, and national college football writer on tonight with us, Brian Fisher, FoxSports.com, national college football writer. So we've got you covered. Uh, let's get you on the show, 720-1067, if you want to be a part of the conversation. Two hours, thought-provoking sports talk ready. Uh, to get you on, 720-1067, the studio line. Barons-Wilson text line also ready. Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067. You can direct text the show, and we will serve up another $25 gift card to Murphy's. Another $25 gift card to Murphy's for some texts that come in in our questions of the day. The Nate Brown Show ready to roll. Uh, let's start with something that just came out. I think you'll find this informational, and uh, you can you can be the smart person now, and you kind of get the scene of what South Dakota sports looks like, and then what high school sports looks like across the country. So every year, the National Federation of High School Associations uh, makes a big survey. Uh, they send it out all across the country to every state. And they try and get a, a real sense for how many kids are playing sports. 
So I love this information. When you're talking high school sports, we love it uh, here on Fox Sports Rapid City. I think it's so valuable uh, for kids to be participating in it, the whole thing. So I said, we got to have um, kids playing high school sports. How does that look from the COVID mess times till, till now? Are we getting more kids out for sports? And what sports are they playing? So the National Federation of High School Associations puts out the big survey, and I've got the results from this year, okay, this past year. And then I wanted to go back to last year as well. I wanted to go back 21-22 and 22-23. So I wanted to see if there's some growth in certain sports. Are we having more kids playing uh, the whole thing? So when you break this down, when you break this down, which sports are most popular? So I've got some interesting information I'm going to share. Nationally, what kids are playing for high school sports nationally this past year? And then how does that look in South Dakota, which I want to bring that back to where we're at here. Where do we sit uh, when it comes to high school sports participation and what sports are popular? So let me start with this, and, and then I'll get into our question of the day, and it's based on the most popular sport in the country. And that's our question of the day on the high school side. I'll, I'll get to that. So here it is. Most popular sport in boys sports is what? Nationally. This is nationally now. Over a million participants in the 11-man style, and it is high school football. Now, I'm going to stop there for now, and then, and then I'll get into the other popular boys sports. The past year... The number one participated high school boys sport has been high school football. And the reason I'm going to stop there is I got to I got to uh, reference this. I've been told and you've heard it. Well, there's going to be decline in high school football. Kids aren't playing it. Kids are doing other things. Kids are playing other sports. There's people are worried about it. It's going to be too dangerous. And I'm not poo-pooing that uh, sentiment. I've heard anecdotally from this person or that person, well, I kind of worry about my son playing high school football and, and it can be dangerous. I, I get it. I just never believed that you would see this mass exodus or you would see this decline drip, drip, drip over the years of high school football players. I always thought high school football would be uh, a massive sport, and I always thought you're still going to have a bunch of kids playing it every year. As a matter of fact, the reason I know it's not drip, drip, dripping, declining, that's why I wanted to go back over the last two years. And here it is. There are more players playing high school football this past year than there was two years ago. And it's not because of the COVID scenario, because I, I looked at 21-22. I didn't go back to 20 and, and that mess of a year, okay? So I just went back when people st started getting back to it, 21-22. There are more high school football players across the country now than there were a year ago. And so that tells me high school football and football in general, it's not going to be losing. It's not going to be declining. You could hear, you could see some of our smaller communities in this state. Um, they've lost some high school football numbers. That's not because of the sport. It's because of the town. It's because of the uh, demographics. It's because of people moving here and moving there. It's not because of high school football um, being a 
X that we go, I, I don't I don't know if we're going to be having as big a numbers in that one anymore. It's because of our communities here in South Dakota that have the small communities, some of them have gotten really, really small, and the numbers just aren't there. I'm still convinced if you offered six-man football in some of these small communities, six-man, I think you'd have teams. I think you'd have some participants and kids that want to do it. So I'm just telling you, I've been a football guy my whole life. You guys, many of you have. And we've heard over the past five years, I was, I was told like five years ago, um, football is going to be non-existent a decade from now. So I've got like five more years to go. <laughs> I was told football is going to be declining. It's going to be like, I, honestly, uh, here in town, they told me um, this is going to be a sport that's not going to be a factor in a decade. Well, five years later, it's still growing in high school. And there's more participants now playing high school football than there was a year ago. So the number one sport for, uh, sport for boys across the country, high school, football. What's the second most popular today? This just came out. Nate Brown Show getting started on a Wednesday. National Federation of High School Association study uh, sent out the survey part for high school participation. Number two sport in boys, track and field. That, that's a little surprising to me, but those are pretty, you know, you get a lot of kids out for that. A lot of different body types there. You can have the strong kids throwing, you get the field events, a lot of different areas there where kids can participate and big numbers of track and field. So that's the second most popular boys sport, high school um, track and field. Third most popular comes in as basketball. I thought basketball might get over the top of track and field, but just uh, so many more different type of kids, I think, and bigger track numbers. Sometimes basketball enters that category, hey, I'm not quite good enough to be a player, so I'm going to bag it. Yeah, there's only five guys that see the floor at a time. There's only about eight of them that play. Uh, I'm going to bag it. Maybe that's where basketball lines up, but it still comes in at number three. So there's the popular boys programs, high school sports this past year. Football most popular, number one participation. Track and field number two, basketball number three. Let me ask you my question of the day, and then I'll get to the girls sports, and I want to get to South Dakota uh, participation because I think it's uh, really interesting to look at. According to these numbers, football still the number one most popular high school sport for boys. I have a question for you guys. Do you think it will always be that way? So when you look at football's popularity nationwide at all levels, I'm talking little guy football to high school football to college to NFL, it is the number one sport, I believe, the number one brand in the country when it comes to sports. I just think it is. Everybody watches it. Everybody talks about it. You can have multiple uh, body types that play it. Big, fast, strong. Okay, You can have a wide receiver. Well, I'm, I'm kind of smaller, but I'm fast. So you can put all different types of kids. You can make a football player out of a kid usually. If they're not soft, anyway. Uh, uh, you can make a kid a football player usually in multiple body types. So I think um, you put all those factors together. I said on the show about five years ago, I think I said football is king. And I've said that five years ago. I believe it will always be king. 
I believe that. What do you say? Okay. Football, number one most popular high school sport for boys. Uh, number one participation. It just came out. Over a million kids playing uh, this past year. Do you think it will always be that way? You let me know, 720-1067. If you want to text in, we'll throw out a gift card to Murphy's to a random winner on the Barron's Wilson text line, 25 bucks to Murphy's, downtown Main Street. Great place for lunch and the patio. Roland, summer's not over, is it? Uh, hit Murphy's, $25 gift card. We'll pick it out at the end of the show, uh, 720-1067. Here's, uh, here's the vote total right now. Um, do you think football will always be the number one sport for high school boys? Do you think football will always be? Will, will it always be that way? 82% checking in to start the show. 82% yes. Football is king. End of story. 18% say the numbers will decline as the years go on. Numbers will decline. And I'm not... I'm just not in that category. I wasn't when there was all this talk about, man, they're, they're, it's dangerous. And, and I understand it is a dangerous sport. Sports in general are dangerous. From hockey to soccer, um, there's a lot of things that happen, right? And we understand it. I always thought football was getting put in a category. There was a lot of discussion about this and that and this and that. Not a lot of discussion about how the equipment and the right uh, training can keep it safer. The right coaching can keep it safer than when I played. I mean, we just put our head down and just ran into each other. I mean, we did the Oklahoma drill. That was like, and we enjoyed it. <laughs> we did the Oklahoma drill like I was begging to do that in practice. We enjoyed knocking into each other. 18% um, of you say the numbers in, in high school football will decline as the years go on. 82% football's king. I'll just, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I never was a believer that as big as the football brand is in this country, we are a football country. I mean, we know this. NFL's number one on TV. College football second. And then we go Friday night lights. And in South Dakota, we love it. I mean, we love it. So when you're a kid, think about this. You're, you're getting set for high school. What sport are you going to want to play most of the time? It's going to be football. Football's top of mind, number one. I want to be a football player. So I, I don't think it'll ever be passed. I mean, track is over 400,000 kids behind. Just track, over 400,000 kids behind nationally. Um, it's a massive sport. Let me get into the girls' most popular sports because you want to talk about sports growing and expanding and getting better and more coverage and more exposure. Girls sports. I'm telling you, more and more girls are playing. And let's go to the national numbers. I'm going to give you the national numbers, three most popular sports in high school girls this past year. Number one, and it's barely, just barely, track and field is number one for girls. There's a lot of track kids a lot of kids, boys, it's number two. Girls, it's number one. Number one participation sport, high school track and field for girls. Number two, it's gotten up into the number two spot. It used to not be, and now it is, volleyball. So this is interesting. Volleyball has grown. 
Um, there's a lot of travel volleyball. A lot of okay. It's just a it's a popular sport, very very popular, and it's now number two for the high school girls front, number three nationally. This is national now. Basketball comes in at number three for girls, but just barely. You know how many girls are playing high school basketball as opposed to high school soccer? I've been telling you soccer's been growing and so fast and a lot more girls and boys are playing it. But for boys, it's still on down the list behind basketball, behind baseball quite a ways. But in girls sports, basketball players beat out soccer players by just 6,000 nationally. I would not think that would be the case. When you think about how popular high school girls basketball has been, one of the number one tickets uh, for high school girls, okay, and you talk about the growth at the college level and the popularity of college women's basketball, I would think basketball would be growing, growing, growing. It's still number three most popular, but it's barely ahead now of soccer on the girls' side. So take that uh, for what it is. Most popular high school sports today out from the National Federation of High School Associations. Track, volleyball, basketball, then soccer for high school girls. Boys, it's football, track, basketball, baseball, then soccer rounding out the top five. On the South Dakota side, really quick, okay? You gotta see what we have here. What do we have? Are we different? Are we different at all in South Dakota? I'm gonna get to our numbers. We're, we're a little bit different, a little bit different. One sport jumps out to me in South Dakota that um, didn't make the high, high list nationally. Um, thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Well, I'll just tell you about tennis. Okay. Stevens has got 52, 3, 4 in that area for girls' tennis. Huron, believe this or not, but it's true, has over 60 girls mm. out for tennis. Wow. I find it hard with soccer because it's 11 starters, you know what I'm saying, compared yeah. to five. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Um, but you can have a, quite a bit of players on a soccer team. You can have 18, 20 players. Not everybody's oh, playing. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I know T who got beat by Aberdeen Central. They're, those girls are bullies up in Aberdeen. But, uh, <laughs> hey, they put three Harrisburg players out of the game. Uh-oh, I didn't see that. Uh, by yeah, the way, he, but let me ask you about this. Do you think football will always be king for the boys? That's, that's yeah. my question. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because you pretty much, and I know people play both ways, but, you pretty much got, what, 22 starters, 23 starters for football. So that I think that will always be the king. I don't know. You know, it would be nice to know what the numbers are freshman, sophomore year. Yep. And then the yep. same kid, junior, senior. Because I know at the blue school, they lose a lot between uh, after freshman year and sophomore year. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Retention uh, for the higher classes uh, goes down. But, you know, like soccer, I mean, gee, I'll just use them because I watch their games and I go to their games and my kid starts. But uh, they 
she's got, well, she was the only eighth grader. Then they have ninth, tenth graders. A lot of them are seeing a starting times over the junior seniors. I think I think uh, soccer's getting popular, man. On the girls' side, it's right behind basketball. I was surprised by oh. it. Right behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought basketball for girls would be higher, but volleyball, holy Jiminy crickets. You go up to west or south on a Friday night where they have open gyms. You'll see every court's volleyball. I've heard about this. Yeah, I've heard about this. It's a good deal. You got really good ones on one court, you know, the the studs, and then it just kind of goes down. Volleyball's big West River. I will say that. It is. Club club and uh, schools. All right, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate hey, have it. a great day, Nate. Thanks, thanks for getting in. Uh, good information out today. I wanted to start with us on, on the Wednesday show. Um, nationally, we hit the numbers, so I'm going to go South Dakota really quick. So on the boys' side, number one participation sport on the boys' side in South Dakota is football by far. When you look at nine-man football numbers that just came out and the 11-man football in South Dakota – Football is number one participation by far, and and that doesn't surprise me. So it dwarfs everything else. Second is track in South Dakota, and third participation for boys in is basketball. Okay, so there's the top three, and uh, you can find this if you want to go look at like. All of the information, I'm, gonna re- I'm trying to relay the Cliff Notes version. Um, but you can find, okay, how many kids are playing um, soccer? How many kids are participating in wrestling in South Dakota, for example? You can find this NFHS Participation Survey. Just came out at NFHS, and you can find it. And I wanted to relay the uh, info. So boys' popularity in South Dakota, football one, track two, Basketball three. Girls, here's a little bit of a change. Little change up here. And we just talked about this sport. How it's second nationally for girls, but it's number one in South Dakota now. Volleyball. So the number one participation sport in high school girls sports is volleyball now this past year. Track is second. Basketball is third Soccer is fourth. All right? That's how that looks uh, this past year when it comes to just South Dakota. Question of the day. uh, Let's see. Will football always be king in high school sports? It's the number one sport for boys across the country, and it still grew from one year to the next. It's not going down. It went up. I love seeing it. Uh, not just football, but high school sports participation going up in general. Uh, listener text, more kids are on the field to play in football. Offense, defense leads to more opportunities. Football is talked about also more than any other sport, which helps. Uh, okay, the listener text coming in. Football will remain number one high school sport for high school boys always. Uh, listener text, money flowing into football in the college and pro level will be Number one sport for the foreseeable future. Uh, listener text, how about flag football? Flag football in boys across the country. You know, people were talking about, well, flag football might be growing. Flag football in boys high school sanctioned uh, has just over 1,100 participants. Okay. 
flag football girls, I saw this, just over 20,000 participants. Flag football, high school girls. I didn't know that was taking off. Um, they have over 20,000 participants in girls' high school flag football. So you throw that in. I mean, you got some, you know, very small number of boys playing flag football in high school. You got over 20,000 girls playing it. So you throw all the numbers. Uh, football's number one right now. Good stuff today. Um, we're going to come back with this breakdown of, okay, football's number one. What does West River football look like here a few weeks into the season? What does West River high school programs look like a few weeks into the season? I have my thoughts on it, and, and I, I want to make sure we don't miss it, okay, of, of what's going on here in town with our West River programs. We'll get to that. First, let's jump into the NFL with Brian No Countdown to kickoff host on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday. And he joins the Nate Brown Show next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop in and we can help you through the process right there. So check us out at 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. Two great locations serving you in the Black Hills. See for yourself why our customers say that we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City. Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. Lows dip down to about 56. Winds out of the southwest 8 to 15 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 72. Cloudy. Mainly clear tomorrow night. Lows around 49. Mid-70s Friday. Upper 70s Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 75. The second annual post-rally roll-up indoor sidewalk sale is this Friday and Saturday at Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Hi, this is Kelly Rang. We have leftover inventory from the rally that needs to go. Starting noon on Friday, you can shop 40 rally trade-ins, specially priced under $79.95, plus pellets of aftermarket Harley parts marked at deep discounts. Step over to Motor Clothes and you'll find a huge selection of end-of-season Harley-Davidson footwear and helmets marked up to 40% off. Enjoy free beer and food truck all day Saturday. It's the post-rally roll-up this weekend at Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through September 30th, get up to $240 in rebates on Goodyear tires, up to $150 in rebates on Bridgestone and Firestone tires, or an $80 instant rebate on Michelin, BF Goodrich, or Hankook tires. See store for details or visit Pomp'sTire.com. Gaddy 11% off everything now at Menards. Upgrade any space and maximize storage with great closet systems from Dakota Closets. Make your storage your own with our selection of custom sizes and styles. Dakota Closets are easy to set up and are great for hanging clothes and storing accessories in any room of your home. Dakota Closets are 11% off. Good through September 17th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 
you love supporting your local teams and enjoying the game day spirit? We do too. That's why Wrench Law is proud to back our home teams and be part of this incredible community. Tim Wrench grew up in Rapid City and has been a lawyer for 32 years. His father practiced for 50 years in this town. Combined, that's 82 years of legal services to Rapid City and the surrounding area. Experience counts when the chips are down. If you're caught in a bind, go to the corner of St. Joe and 9th. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-1111. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Rolling on a Wednesday. We're off and running out of the gate. Thanks for being here. South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. A reminder to catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. We, we do the show live, but you can't catch all of it. So go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. All of the guests right there from high school to college to the NFL, we got you covered. So what you want to hear, you can on the Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it where you find your podcast. Brian Fisher coming up, national college football writer for FoxSports.com. We'll get into the college football scene coming up with Brian Fisher. Brian No first. The Brian No. Fox Sports Radio. Countdown to kickoff host every Sunday. And he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Brian, how are you? You know, Nate, I'm great. Shout out to the Black Hills, and we are one week closer to a Dolphins-Cowboys Super Bowl, right? <laughs> I think that's what we learned in week one, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm sitting here watching this weekend play out, and I'm sitting here on Sunday, I'm going, I can't believe Brian No had the Dolphins and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl on my show, and now he's got this Sunday to point to. Um, what did you know that we didn't? Well, you know, it's just tongue-in-cheek, really, because, man, the Dolphins' defense, they got to turn it around. I'm expecting a lot more from a Vic Fangio-coached defense. They could not even come close to slowing down the Chargers. They did make that stop at the end. It was like a Big 12 college football game where nobody could stop anybody, and the Dolphins finally got to stop. But, man, the Cowboys... That, I didn't see that coming at all. A 40 to nothing beatdown, and the Cowboys didn't even have 300 yards of offense, and they still won that handily. That was crazy against the Giants. Okay, so just mark it down. Brian No predicted last week a Cowboys-Dolphins Super Bowl, and I scoffed. I mean, I absolutely openly <laughs> scoffed. Um, they're 1-0 in a big way. Uh, let me ask you this. Be fair on this. Tyreek Hill exploded. Justin Jefferson, people say, is the number one wide receiver. Who do you want, Hill or Jefferson today? I think it still would be Justin Jefferson. I don't think you can go wrong either way. I just think that Justin Jefferson is, you know, I don't want to penalize Tyreek Hill for being a shorter guy, and it's not like Justin Jefferson is Randy Moss and just going over the top and mossing everybody. But he gives you a little bit more of that element if you need it. And Tyreek Hill, as special as he is, he just he's not tall. He's not a taller guy. He's not going to go up above you to moss you. So that's one of the little areas where Justin Jefferson has an edge. 
They're both phenomenal receivers. I hate that Tyree Kill seems to get penalized because of that, where it seems like nobody wants to put him at least number one, maybe in the top three. He definitely belongs in the top three at worst. Okay. Um, are you one of the national media personalities that says Josh Allen and the Bills are fading? Well, you know me, uh, Nate. I told you I've got the Bills on the outside of the playoffs looking in. I, I'll be honest with you. The Bills, they're a talented roster, but they get in their own way. I didn't like the offseason where Stephon Diggs is putting a hurdle on the racetrack. It's hard enough to win games in the NFL. You don't need to put hurdles in front of yourself and that's what he did five months removed from a playoff game where he didn't get his targets that he wanted. So I don't love it from that standpoint. They need to get Von Miller healthy again. But, look, I don't want to go crazy because the Jets just have their number. The Jets played the Bills tough. That was an embarrassing loss. Josh Allen played awful. But he's far from an awful quarterback. You can have an awful week and rebound. Look at the Bengals last year. Nate. You know, Joe Burrow threw five interceptions in week one against the Steelers, and they were in the AFC title game and probably should have won that game. So I don't want to panic with the Bills, although talent doesn't get you everywhere. And not having their defensive coordinator, I can see some slippage. So I could see them missing the playoffs, but I'm not writing that in stone by any means. Okay, I, I will say you were early selling the Bills. You know, it wasn't like, oh, Josh Allen threw, you know, threw three picks and had a fumble. It was sell the Bills. You, you were kind of early on. You're not, not so sure you're buying the Bills uh, this year. Brian knows on tonight, Fox Sports Radio national host. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. So let me get to the discussion of what's going on now with the Players Association. They've made a big statement today. They want grass in every stadium. I didn't want to. I didn't want to disregard it last night, Brian. But I said mm-hmm. everybody's rushing to blaming something for Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. We got to blame somebody these days for everything. Um, it's your fault. So it's the turf. It's the owners. It's just cheap, and that's whose fault it is. Why guys are getting hurt. I don't go there. I, I just don't buy that totally. I'm sure some injuries happen on turf. I understand some of the numbers. But is this a big push that's going to work? Grass everywhere? Well, I think that what you're hearing from ownership is that there's not a big difference in the statistical breakdown, injuries that happen on turf or field turf, whatever you want to say, compared to just natural grass. There's not a huge difference. I can fully understand the players If it just makes them feel more comfortable being on natural grass, I'm not going to say they're wrong. But like how you set that question up, Nate, it's you got to blame somebody. If you're blaming anything, I think it's more to do with Aaron Rodgers being old. I think that's the reason why. I think it's got less to do with field turf and more to do with him being an older guy. And before that injury, he had zero mobility. Just no mobility. That has way more to do with him pushing 40 years old than it does field turf. So I think it's more that than anything. But if the players, 
if it makes them more comfortable and they think it's going to be better, I'm not going to say they're wrong. It's a feeling, but that doesn't mean that the stats bear that out. And I, I hear ownership more on that when they point to the numbers and say, look, X amount of injuries happen on grass, X amount happen on field turf. There's not a big difference. Like, that's just a fact. Okay, so I get it. I think you're right on the uh, old version here. Of I mean, injuries can happen. It's a bad deal. I hated to see it. Aaron Rodgers, 39. Um, it, it reminds me of I had a guy challenge me to a 40-yard dash uh, last year, and I, then I talked to a doctor, a friend of mine, and he said, don't do that. You're going to blow your Achilles. Honestly, I mean, it's like, you're getting too old for this stuff. Okay, so I passed on it. Um, by the way, let me ask you about um, this, this deal when it comes to tomorrow night. So Philly, Minnesota. Everybody thinks the Vikings don't have a shot. They didn't look great against Tampa Bay. Three turnovers. They still almost won that. I still think the Vikings might be able to uh, to mix it up here in kind of a semi-rebuild mode, but still being competitive in the north. What do you think of Philly in the opening game against the Pats? I didn't think they were very sharp. I thought that the pick six, you know, a little tip ball, take it to the house, Ezekiel Elliott fumbles and the Eagles are set up for another score, they got up 16 nothing right away. And they didn't do a whole heck of a lot from that point on. Jalen Hurts fumbled toward the end of the game. That was just not a sharp performance at all from the Eagles. So, yeah, to underline your point, of course the Vikings have a shot. I don't love their chances. I would definitely take the Eagles in that matchup. But, um, yeah, absolutely, the Vikings have a shot in that game. I just think that what they did last year, taking Justin Jefferson completely out of the game, the joke was in the same week, week two, that Justin Jefferson did a great job defending Darius Slay (laughs) and knocking the ball away from him. That's how rough the evening was. So I don't know if that Vikings offense can match points with the Eagles, That's a tough matchup because Kirk doesn't move around a whole lot, and the Eagles led the league with 70 sacks last season. Not a good matchup for the Vikings. It's the NFL, Nate. You know crazy stuff can happen. I'm not going to count the Vikings out, but I definitely love the Eagles in that matchup. Okay. You love the Eagles tomorrow night, Thursday night football, uh, Eagles-Vikings. Brian knows on tonight before I let him run. Sean Payton tried an onside kick on the opening kickoff for the Broncos. I mean, it's just, I know he's the smartest guy in the room. I put the loss on him. His kicker missed. Uh, The onside kick was missed. What did you think of Sean Payton's debut? Well, he got a little aggressive there, and they actually recovered it. It was just an illegal touching before it went 10 yards. Didn't work out, but they had the lead, right? They had a couple of first-half touchdowns. I don't think they lost because of that. They lost because they missed an extra point and missed a field goal, and that's four points right there. But, yeah, it was aggressive. Um, I guess uh, we look at – I hate it, by the way. We'd look at Sean Payton so much differently, Nate, in the Super Bowl win against the Colts if that surprise onside to begin the second half went the same way as week one did against the Raiders. Oh, my gosh, we'd look at him completely differently if they lost that game. But I didn't have a big problem with it. I don't think it doomed them. Are you off the Sean Baton uh, Express as we speak already? One <laughs> no, week in? No, take it easy. I said I, I, I wanted Sean Payton to be there. I believe in Sean Payton. 
But I'm just going to point this out. If that was Nathaniel Hackett who tried an opening kickoff <laughs> onside kick, we would have kicked him out of town. <laughs> you know well, that. Well, yeah. And, Sean, he's got the uh, credentials, so he gets away with that. Yes, yes. And, and yeah, and I, I'd have to go back. Did the Raiders even score on that first possession? Yes, they did. I don't, Touchdown. They did. Yes, yes. Touchdown on the first possession. Yes. Well, that, that doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't help the <laughs> argument. But they still grabbed the lead. I go back to that. They grabbed the lead in the first half. So all I'm not right. going to put it all on Sean. Um, I do. 0-1, oh uh, Sean. I hope he turns it around. Uh, Brian, no tonight. On. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. And he's on Countdown to Kickoff, Fox Sports Radio. Brian, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Always good hanging with you, Nate. And you know what? The heck with your doctor. You run that 40-yard dash. <laughs> I have faith in you and your Achilles. Okay, I might. Um, he's challenged me twice, okay? Uh, good stuff. Brian No tonight. Fox Sports Radio national host. You hear him on Sunday. Countdown to kickoff. Great show to get you ready for the NFL. Um, yeah, I've been challenged twice uh, the 40-yard dash. I, I mean, um, I'm just going to pass for now okay because that doctor told me he's like i have you like been sprinting and doing sprints like you used to it's like no okay you could blow out your achilles and then i watch aaron Rodgers do that on monday i'll take a rain check i still play you one-on-one basketball though I still play. I'll do that. Uh, Brian Fisher is next on the Nate Brown Show, National College Football Writer for FoxSports.com. Lot to touch on with Brian Fisher um, on the college football scene. We'll get to him next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Exceptional offers continue for September at Spearfish GMC Cadillac. New Sierra 1500 models feature 2,500 trade assistance plus 750 bonus cash for a total of up to $3,250 cash back and 0.9 APR financing for qualified buyers with approved credit. GMC, we are professional grade. See Spearfish GMC Cadillac or shop online at spearfishmotors.com. It's our largest casino giveaway ever. First Gold Gaming Resort celebrates their 33rd anniversary by giving away over $125,000 in cash and promo play. Friday and Saturday from 5 till 11 p.m. and Sunday from noon till 5. Win $500 at the top of every hour and $200 every 15 minutes. Then at 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night, First Gold will have an anniversary drawing for $3,300 in cash. It's the 33rd anniversary of First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. The Raiders and the Cobblers return home to host a doubleheader Friday on Fox Sports Rapid City. In the early matchup, the Rapid City Stevens Raiders host the second-ranked O'Gorman Knights at four, followed by the Rapid City Central Cobblers meeting the third-ranked Sioux Falls Jefferson Cavaliers at seven. Join Dean Gurr and me, Rome Wickersham, with a pregame show Friday at 345 from O'Hara Stadium. The Raiders and the Knights at four, followed by the Cobblers and the Cavaliers at seven, Friday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Are you thinking about starting or expanding a business? At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our dedicated business lending team focuses on understanding our members' unique needs and truly wants to help them succeed. From the loans to get your business off the ground to the accounts to keep it running, we offer unique products with your business's best interest in mind. Learn more at bhfcu.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. 
For more than 70 years, Consolidated Construction has ingrained their business into the community. When you choose Consolidated, you choose a proud business born in the Dakotas that understands every project is much more than a building. It's a community. It's your business launch pad. It's your hard work coming to life. Each project has a true purpose. Consolidated will work to ensure that there's a quality experience for all who are involved. Learn more about Consolidated Construction at OneCallToBuild.com. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate? Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you in part by Spearfish Motors. It's one of the locally owned new car and truck dealerships in the Black Hills. There's not many of those left. Okay, great line of new GMCs and Cadillacs, including the only authorized dealer in this region for the all-new GMC Hummer EV. Award-winning sales and service at Spearfish Motors. Check it out for yourself. Take a look. Great selection right now. Cadillac, GMC, Spearfish GMC Cadillac. Online at spearfishmotors.com. Look for the big American flag in Spearfish there on 1910 North Main. Brian Fisher's on tonight. National College football writer, foxsports.com. Find him on Twitter at Brian D. Fisher. Fox Sports National College football writer. Brian, thanks for hopping on. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be on with you. I appreciate your time. So let's start with this Alabama uh, storyline. I want to get your take on it. They lose to Texas. Uh, People are saying this is a great Texas team. So Texas is back. Um, But is Alabama off? I I would definitely lean towards a little both being true. You know, I I think the the Longhorns are certainly still going to get tested, certainly in Big 12 play. But, um, you know, this is just not a complete Alabama team. And I think we kind of always have expected that coming into the season. You know, Nick Saban, one of the best at just reloading that roster. But, you know, there are certainly some questions. You have two new coordinators coming in, a new quarterback that, you know, let's face it, as as good as Jalen Milrow can be. and, And I think that that ceiling is out there. His floor is a little bit lower than some of the other guys they've had there at quarterback, and that led to some some performances there against Texas. But keep in mind, they, they led in the second half of that game. It, it was at home. It did end up being a, a double-digit loss. But you know, at the end of the day, 
still pretty good on defense. They can still rally on offense, but I think get things fixed on, on that side of the ball. And look, this could be a team that uh, we're talking about, hey, they took their lumps early in the season, but when does Nick Saban really have his guys playing well? tends to be towards the end of the year. That's when some of their tough games are. So um, maybe not the, the Alabama that we're used to seeing, but uh, I think this could still be a pretty good top 10-ish type of, type of team moving forward. Do you think the road now for Texas is doable for the playoff? I, I think so. I mean, I, I think that when the committee sits down in a, in a couple of months and they meet and they say, see, see that Alabama W uh, on, on that resume line, it's going to carry a lot of weight. Maybe maybe the SEC is not as good as we kind of thought coming into the season, and, and, and certainly the non-conference has not done them any kind of type of favors, but that, 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 that brand name I think is still going to resonate a little bit more, even if, if Alabama ends up losing another game or two. Um, you know, down the stretch. And so I think going into Tuscaloosa, going into that environment, that is a bit of a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, you, you go back a couple of years, Ohio State had some of those big non-conference wins that allowed them to maybe slip up a time or two, um, you know, in Big Ten play. I think it's kind of similar for Texas in terms of, you know what, that's kind of their get-out-of-jail-free card. If they're able to, maybe they, uh, you know, when they're playing Kansas State, when they're playing Kansas, when they're playing some of those tougher games, um, you know, in Big 12 play, maybe you just don't have it on, on a night you end up getting upset you can still win that conference. I think this is really kind of one of those get-out-of-jail-free cards. Not unlike uh, that LSU win probably is going to be for Florida State moving forward. Brian Fisher on tonight on the Nate Brown Show, National College Football Writer, FoxSports.com. Um, I look at it, and this Colorado thing is just unbelievable to me. Not that, okay, they're 2-0. and I don't know if a lot of people expected that, but I'm talking about the national attention. So they have record uh, ratings. They were the number one game on TV, uh, Fox Sports, big noon kickoff um, against Nebraska. They were the number one Saturday game on the opening weekend. Colorado now gets big noon kickoff and game day this week against Colorado State. How would you describe what's going on with the Colorado program and the national uh, exposure? Well, it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen, and, and I've I got to tip my hat uh, to, to some of my bosses here at Fox Sports because I, I would not have predicted that everybody would have been all-in on, on, on seeing this Deion Sanders experiment that, that's taken uh, place under the flat irons there. But, uh, you know, I, I think certainly for a lot of folks that uh, maybe have a little bit of history and, and remember those good Colorado teams of old and remember how special some of those game days were up in Boulder, like, it, it's fun to see Colorado kind of back in, in the national spotlight. And, uh, you know, I give all credit to, to Dion and his staff. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job, not just getting guys ready to play for these first couple of weeks, but um, certainly there are tougher games coming on. But, you know, the way that the team has gelled, um, you know, especially offensively, um, you know, that, that, that I think has been a bit of a surprise. Everybody kind of looked at the offensive line, defensive line, maybe they're a little bit light, um, not just in terms of their weights, but uh, in terms of the, the amount of depth that they've had. But, you know, the coaches have schemed around that pretty successfully. They, they've uh, been pretty healthy so far, this, you know, early in the year. And, um, yep, they're out there making plays, and, and I think that that is the bottom line. You know, this is not a, a, a one and eleven team. You got to throw all of what happened last year, all of what happened the last couple of years, really out of your mind. This is a completely rebuilt team, and you know what? Those those players that they brought in, they are making big time plays, and uh, you know it, it certainly transfixed the country. How could it not? Um, you know, with a guy like Deion Sanders running, uh, I think you know, especially a lot of us who, who grew up seeing him and, and, and seeing how his persona kind of shine through, whether it's football or baseball. 
Um, you know, he, he's brought that to college football, and I, I think it's not only great for, for Colorado, and this is what they, they expected when they hired him, but um, you know, there, there's a bit of a trailing edge effect in terms of, you know what, if you're an NFL fan in, in New York, whatever, you're hearing about the Deion Sanders guy uh, doing well at Colorado, you know what, you're more likely to tune in, and so I think that can help the kind of general college football ecosystem, uh, you know, kind of buy into a lot of things that are, that are happening there in Boulder. Um, I look at it, I saw this number, there's like 6 million less TV households, meaning people paying for the traditional TV, yet the ratings for college football have been really good. What do you say about that? Well, I think part of it is just how, how you know how much bigger broadcast TV has, has, has truthfully gotten in terms of airing a lot of these games, you know, and that has helped. But you know, I think it does kind of go back to uh, you know, in my mind, and a lot of others have, have made this point as well, is just that you know the, the cable bundle itself, you know, really was the, the, the true bastion of the sports fan. And, and what we've seen is for, for all the the millions of households that were were you know paying for ESPN, paying for FS1, paying for a lot of these cable channels that had all these games on, but maybe they weren't watching. You know, I think those are really the, the folks that have ended up cutting the cord and, and going to, hey, I want to pay for Netflix, you know, one month. I'm going to switch to Paramount Plus one month. I'm, I'm not really interested in the, in the sports, but you know, truthfully, the sports fans, um, they're more excited and, and more accessible than ever in terms of uh, being able to see a lot of these games. And I think that's paid off in the ratings. I think college football itself has, has done a lot better in terms of marketing um, for a lot of these marquee games. You know, you're as, as a neutral fan, I, I think you're excited to see, uh, you know, a lot of these matchups like the, like a Texas and Oklahoma or like, uh, you know, to start the year with, with Colorado and TCU because you're more invested in, in the storylines. And I think that's really even going to continue moving forward as we get into that 12-team playoff era. The, the neutral fan is going to have a lot more to watch uh, on on college football Saturdays, and, and I think that's going to be good for the entire ecosystem because we, we, we've seen ratings for, for sports might be either flat or, or going up, even though people are cutting the cord. And I, I think a lot of that is just a testament to, to how much sports fans are, are excited to watch that, that product on the field. FoxSports.com National College Football Writer Brian Fisher on tonight. His work there at FoxSports.com. Last one, um, outside of the games. So there's there's a buzz here this week. Some college coaches, administrators complaining about the NCAA not granting the transfer waivers. So during COVID, people got free transfers, and, and it was, you know, you could go anywhere, anytime. Now you get one transfer, uh, no questions asked, you're good to go play right away. But if you transfer multiple times, the NCAA's cracking down. Some people aren't liking that. What's the right call? Well, I think the right call is actually, and I hate to be the one defending the NCAA here, but this is what the schools have wanted. They, they've wanted this crackdown, you know, in terms of this, this double transferring. You know, even Mac Brown, you know, a couple months ago, and he spoke to me a couple times uh, this spring in terms of, you know, the, the, the transfer portal has been great for, for a lot of kids. It's been great for a lot of coaches, as, as we've seen at Colorado. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you look at it, and um, they wanted to tighten the rules. And you have the opportunity, you know, if you, you end up committing out of high school and you you know what, there's a coaching change or you know, something happens, you just don't click at that school, you can transfer one time. Everybody likes that concept. It's, it's really these double transfers that um, you know, a lot of people have kind of getting, gotten on in terms of, you know what, that's, that's true free agency in terms of guys signing kind of short-term deals. And let's get that out of the sport. Let's kind of put more of an emphasis on finding that right fit, finding that right team where, where you can be a part of. And, um, you know, this, this is something the NCAA, the NCAA leadership, um, you know what, they said, hey, we, we need to tighten these regula- regulations, and, and they have, they've, they've done that. And it, it's always, you know, when these 
marginal cases on on the outside, um, you know, kind of get brought into the spotlight. And certainly there is one, has been one uh, there in North Carolina surrounding Tez Walker. But at the end of the day, you know what? This this is what the, the NCAA schools, the NCAA membership, has, has called for. What they've passed uh, in, in in the spring, and so. Um, you know, whine and complain all you want if, you, if you're Mac Brown or some of these other schools who are dealing with guys that are transferring your second time. But this is the process now. Everybody's just got to get used to it. And uh, I, I think ultimately we, we kind of are going to reach a point where everybody kind of understands the, the rules of the game now, uh, even though they, they've been kind of changing a little bit uh, these last couple of months. FoxSports.com, National College football writer Brian Fisher on tonight. Brian, good to have you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks for hopping on. Brian Fisher on Twitter at Brian D. Fisher. Follow him and find his work covering college football, foxsports.com. Here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm going to expand on that. Everybody's fired up about the NCAA. It's an easy one to get fired up on. I do it quite regularly. It's enjoyable. But <laughs> everybody's fired up. The NCAA's not allowing the multiple transfers now. Um, there's a basketball player that wants to go to VCU now. This just came out today. He wants to go to VCU. He's been at Oklahoma, George Washington, Virginia Tech, and now he wants to, <laughs> now he wants to go to VCU. That's four schools. The JT Daniels of basketball. I, I mean, um, we've got we to really lay out what's happening here with the kids and the NCAA and then these coaches that are getting upset about the process. So I'm going to lay that out, uh, how I see it coming up. We'll jump to Matt Zimmer from Sioux Falls for you, uh, talking South Dakota State, who's playing in a really unique game this weekend in Minneapolis. And how about the Jacks beating number three Montana State this past weekend? Plus, Matt Zimmer said, there's a team out there in Sioux Falls. He's covering high school football as well. He said they are. They might be untouchable. Uh, Matt Zimmer, Sioux Falls Live on the way. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Cadillac Jacks is proud to present The Book, the newly renovated sports book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. Powered by BetMGM, The Book offers every wager allowed under South Dakota law. Bring your friends and grab a luxury seat or party table and surround yourself with brand new giant TVs playing all the NFL and college football games you want to see. Order your favorite brews and cocktails and enjoy delicious food from the new Guadalajara's Mexican restaurant. Experience The Book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. How will your bets pay out? How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big this isn't just the sound of a legendary brunswick pool table it's the sound of families about to make memories together and while this may sound like the hum of a spa listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come 
So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. Who wants another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Adams ISC in Rapid City, South Dakota. The name you've come to trust with all of your hydraulic cylinder servicing needs. Whether it's a simple repair or replacement, no one outperforms Adams ISC. Bent rods, leaking seals, or worn out fittings, they've seen it all. At Adams ISC, they'll get you turned around and back on track in no time. Adams ISC, your hydraulic cylinder service specialist in Rapid City. Just Google Adams ISC for more information. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting heard weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Glad you're here. Busy show tonight. We'll keep it rolling. Eric Williams joins us coming up, national NFL writer for FoxSports.com. Eric Williams live from San Diego straight ahead. Into the drive at five. Question of the day. We'll uh, throw it out there. Um, high school football is the number one participation sport in the country for boys. It grew from last year. So high school football continues to be number one participation sport. I'm asking you the question of the day, will it always be that way? I was told five years ago here in town, football's going to fall. Football's going to decline. And it, he told me in 10 years it's going to be non-existent. I didn't buy it then. Um, I'm not buying it now. Will football always be the number one sport for boys? Question of the day, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Let us know. We'll revisit the poll coming up. Matt Zimmer's on from SiouxFallsLive.com tonight. Appreciate the time. Matt, how are you? I'm good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. You're covering some high school football out there. Um, what's your answer to the question of the day? High school football, will it always be number one sport in the country for high school boys? Um... I'm not sure. I think the fact that it still is, is, that seems like maybe it's maybe a little misleading just because the rosters have to be so big, you know, that that's why the numbers are that high. But obviously that means they're still finding enough kids to do it. Uh, I think the numbers overall, maybe they're up from the past couple of years, but I know just a few weeks ago I went out to watch Washington High School practice. That's where I played high school football 30 years ago, and I was – really taken aback and saddened by how how fewer players were out there. You know, when I played, we had a varsity, a junior varsity, a sophomore team, and two freshman teams. Now they've got a varsity, a JV, and a freshman team, and mm. the numbers aren't, aren't high for any of those teams. Um, so it's a different world than it was. Uh, but I'm like you. I, I've heard a lot of these doomsday scenarios, and 
I think it's a lot of wishful thinking on the part of people who have it out for football, you know, that it's too dangerous or whatever and that it's, it's going to be gone. Uh, these are the same people that back in the 70s were saying that soccer was going to replace Major League Baseball and the NFL and the NBA as the most popular sport in America, which obviously never happened and is never going to happen. Um, you know, I think as long as people, uh, as long as colleges are giving out scholarships to play football, uh, I think a lot of people are going to keep playing football. Here's the you thing. look around it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing with it. I was thinking it's like football's still number one, and I wonder because I think I've seen rosters that have gotten smaller. I have, um, yeah. but I think, well, football's still number one, but is it more spread out now, kids? Maybe they aren't all put on that Washington football team because some of them went to soccer, some of them went to tennis, some of these sports that weren't very popular when I was coming up. Maybe I don't know, and and I wouldn't have claim to have the, you know, the numbers or whatever to, to back that up. It's it's certainly possible, you know. Um, you know, I've been here. I've always been a big baseball guy, and you know, I always heard that well, the kids don't like baseball, and baseball's going to go away, and that hasn't happened either. Um, you know, for one thing, you know, kids today are just uh, have so many other options, so many other things to do. You know, my parents' generation were the ones that kind of walked, well, back in my day, all we ever did was play outside. Yeah, because you didn't have cable TV and Sega Genesis <laughs> and all this other stuff. You had nothing to do the with Sega. Outside. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, and, and my generation was a little bit in between, and, you know, now today's generation of kids has, you know, everything at their disposal. And, you know, I got a seven-year-old, and it's sometimes hard to get him to go outside and, and want to play sports. He wants to sit and, you know, watch his tablet and stuff like that. That's always going to be a, a thing that I think people are battling and that, that teams are battling and sports are battling. Uh, but ultimately, you know, America, just like a lot of other countries in the world, has an obsession with sports. And I think that's always going to be the case. And like I said, as far as participation for, you know, a sport like football, which is inherently dangerous and somewhat violent, as long as, people, as, long as you can still get a scholarship, as long as the NFL still exists, as long as that money is out there, those opportunities are out there, there's always going to be plenty of kids raising their hands saying, yep, I'll go out and play. So I'm, you know, the doomsdayers are not convincing me. The numbers just came out today for the past year from the NFHS uh, nationally. Football for boys, number one. Track, number two. Basketball, number three. That's the participation numbers nationally. Uh, it also gave out South Dakota. I'm going to ask you a question on the girls. What if I were to tell you girls, number one high school sport, participation, is now volleyball. That surprises me a little bit, but again, the, the thing is, girls right now don't have the equivalent of football where there's that one sport that you know can have 50 or 60 people on the roster at once. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and volleyball, basketball, I think those roster sizes are similar, soccer. Um, that's interesting, not terribly surprising. Uh, keep in mind, also, we're creating more opportunities for girls to play sports in South Dakota. Girls wrestling is growing. Um, you are seeing a few more girls uh, playing, you know, tackle football than, than you used to. Uh, girls softball just got sanctioned, and I, I, for everything I understand, that has been a positive. will help to continue to grow that game. So, um, you know, I, I kind of try to take a, a bigger picture view of it and say, like, as long as kids are playing sports, you know, I, I, I don't like the sort of, my sport's better than your sport or, or you know, this sport, that, that sport. You know, it, it, I think it's healthy and good for kids, for adults, for people, you know, to have some interest in sports, to get outside and exercise, to experience at some time in their life uh, being on a team and understanding the concept of, 
of teamwork and accepting coaching and all the things that come with it. Absolutely. And uh, as long as kids, and again, adults, I believe, too, are getting that somewhere, whether it's being on, you know, the soccer team, the baseball team, the football team, playing tennis, golf, whatever, you know, I'm all for all of that. This is Matt Zimmer on tonight. Covers uh, the Jackrabbits and the high school prep scene. Uh, SiouxFallsLive.com. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. Let's go to the college level. Uh, I want to get your read on the Jackrabbits win. They beat Montana State. It was tight. Um, closer than last year. What should we think about uh, Montana State and South Dakota State as far as this year? Are they close? I think so. Um, the Jacks got the win, and that's all that matters. You know, it wasn't pretty, and I didn't think they looked great, but neither did Montana State. And I think when you play a, a playoff-caliber game, a playoff-caliber opponent this early in the season, especially coming off, you know, both teams' first game of the year was essentially a scrimmage, it probably isn't that surprising that it was a, as sloppy a game as it was. Um, I think Montana State definitely showed that they can play with the Jacks, that they're a lot closer to them than maybe it appeared at last year's semifinal. Uh, but also because they lost that game, they're now you know fighting an uphill battle to get a, a high seed in the in the FCS playoffs. Chances are, if they do play SCSU again, it's going to be in Brookings. And uh, you look at Montana State's schedule; they still have to go to Weber State, to Sacramento State, to Idaho, and to Montana. All four of those teams are in like the top twelve. I mean, all four of those games on the road. Are you, are you going to win all of those? So there's a good chance that Montana State could, you know, still lose another game or two, and who knows how, you know, what their chances are of making a run back to the national championship if that's the case. So it was a good game. The two teams are, are I think, relatively even. Uh, but SDSU, by virtue of winning that game, is sitting in a lot better place right now than the Bobcats are. Jackrabbits beat Montana State, a matchup of two top three teams in FCS football. Now the Jacks go to uh... – Minneapolis for this game. So we've seen some games here played. North Dakota State played at Target Field, um, and now South Dakota State's going to play Drake. You're covering it, SiouxFallsLive.com. What do you think the Jacks get out of this, going to Target Field, Minneapolis, a showcase game? <clears throat> well, that's that's exactly it. it. You call it a showcase game. Um, one of the perks, <clears throat> I guess, of being in, in FCS football is that you often get a chance to play in these FBS games where you go up a level and challenge a team in the Big Ten or the Big 12 or what have you. And the Jacks have obviously had a lot of those. You know, they've beaten Colorado State and Kansas. They've had close calls against Nebraska, Minnesota, TCU. Um, you know, that's a big deal to, to get to go and, and play in one of those 70, 80, 90,000-seat stadiums and play against Power 5 teams. I mean, those are the kinds of things that we couldn't even fathom. 30 years ago when, you know, the state schools were in Division Two, So those are always a big deal. The Jacks couldn't get one of those this year. And I'm also not sure if they necessarily wanted one because of the fact Montana State was already on their, their non-conference schedule. So this is kind of a nice pivot, if you know what I mean. You know, like, hey, if we're not going to go play Nebraska, we're not going to go play, you know, Oklahoma or wherever, let's do something cool like this. Um, they, you know, the, you, you mentioned it's, it's been done a couple times before. It's been done in other places, too. Um, I'm not sure what kind of crowd they're going to get, uh, but they get to go to Minneapolis, play in a major league ballpark. They're obviously going to win the game. They're playing a, a, a team that just lost to an NAIA team. Um, but this is, I think, very much a reward to the players and the coaches for you know how they've built that program in the last decade to where they can, they can do something like this. And I think it's a reward to the fans, too, 
who have been a part of this, you know, who you've seen the, the interest in South Dakota State football increase so much over the years. The attendance has continued to go up. The support has continued to go up. So to me, this game, it, it, the game itself is almost secondary, at least those of us who aren't wearing a uniform can say that, because we all know they're going to win. You know, it's almost kind of like this is a, a celebration. <coughs> Excuse me. A celebration of South Dakota State athletics and a chance to, you know, just kind of enjoy themselves and, like I said, reward everyone for, for what they've done in the last few years. Yeah, it feels like kind of a, hey, we want to kind of get into Minneapolis, see some of our donors, some of our supporters, mm-hmm. give them a little chance to go to Target Field and experience something unique. Um, that, that's what it feels like putting it together. Matt Zimmer on tonight. He'll be covering it. South Dakota State playing Drake at the Minnesota Twins uh, Target Field. SiouxFallsLive.com for the coverage. Matt, good to have you. I appreciate it. You bet, Nate. See ya. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. Uh, Matt Zimmer on the way to Target Field to cover the Jacks uh, this weekend. Matt J. Zimmer on Twitter. As we're into the drive at 5 on a Wednesday, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, SummitAutoGRP.com. Car buying truly built around you. Find out the Summit difference. At Summit, none of the high-pressure sales gimmicky stuff, just the right financing for your family and what type of position you're in. Get the right vehicle and the right treatment. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. The Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show. I've got a couple of things to hit. Uh, hang on. I'm, I'm right back with this. So West River High School football, we're, we're a few weeks in. Some of our teams are struggling. My question is, how hard is it to turn around a program that has not been winning? What's the hardest thing about it? I've got some thoughts on that. Plus, there's some college football coaches that are upset with the NCAA saying they won't let some of the players that I'm bringing in here play because they're multi-time transfers. Okay, you can't you can't transfer now multiple times and just play right away. The NCAA is cracking down. Do the coaches have a point? We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Will Dixon Real Estate Team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time home buyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Will Dixon Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. 
For more than 70 years, Consolidated Construction has ingrained their business into the community. When you choose Consolidated, you choose a proud business born in the Dakotas that understands every project is much more than a building. It's a community. It's your business launch pad. It's your hard work coming to life. Each project has a true purpose. Consolidated will work to ensure that there's a quality experience for all who are involved. Learn more about Consolidated Construction at OneCallToBuild.com. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Good Fun Radio presents Did You Know? Hey, did you know that in Japan it's good luck if a sumo wrestler makes your baby cry? Sad, but true. But if you're lucky enough to have this happen to you and your baby, put that luck to use. The South Dakota Lottery has five different lotto games with millions in prizes. There's a new drawing every day that could change your life because good fun comes to those who play. And now you know. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Does anyone know a sumo wrestler? And a baby. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome in on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. A reminder, if you missed some of the show, we had a first hour packed. Great guests across the board, local, regional, national, from high school to college to the NFL. Try and get you the new content each time out. If you missed some of the segments, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. It's available where you download your podcast. You can listen when you can. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud. The Nate Brown Show podcast up and ready for you wherever you can find us. Uh, you've got us. And we're live into the Drive at Five. Eric Williams on tap, national NFL writer for FoxSports.com. We'll get into week two straight ahead. Vikings, Eagles tomorrow night. We'll break it down. Eric Williams on tap. Um, I want to go to this because I said high school football season. We're a few weeks in. And I look at uh, some of our teams out here, West River, and some of them are struggling. Some of, some of them are doing fine. I said, Hot Springs down south, man. That's a team that's um, looking to win a state championship. I mean, those guys in Hot Springs are bringing it. Uh, so shout out to the Bison. They got St. Thomas Moore this weekend on Saturday. Look out. That's, that's a tough one uh, for STM. I, I'll just say that. So Hot Springs is bringing it. Um, I'm looking at some of our big schools, and, and we're having a tough time. So Rapid City Central. Hasn't won a lot of games over the years. 
We've seen that, haven't made the playoffs and the whole thing. Rapid City Stevens, they win a few here, a few there. They bring some guys back. They have some great athletes. You're expecting, well, maybe Stevens will be in the mix. They don't bring their quarterback back. They lost a three-year starter at quarterback, so that's a major factor. So they kind of try to work on things as they go forward here. And they've only won once. And so I look at it and I say, how hard is it to turn around a program that hasn't won a lot of games? And so I reference, I'm going to reference this Deion Sanders thing in Colorado. He's turned him around just like that. Just like that. And people say, well, look at that. I mean, they're 1-11 and Colorado didn't do anything. And, and now they've won a couple of games at the college level. You can come in, in even into a high school and, I think a lot of people expect high school coaches. We got uh, the coaches here. Oh, they could turn this thing around right now. Yet there is a real sense also that, hey, it should take a while. You've got to build a culture. You have to build a program. Teams that have been losing aren't just going to turn it around right now. And so the question I asked the audience uh, today in our uh, question of the day what do you think is the hardest thing about turning around a high school football program that hasn't won? What is the hardest thing about it? I've got three things that cross my mind on this. One is you, you have to think, can you keep a coach long enough to have him see it through? Our problem here in Rapid City has been coaches in, coaches out. Coaches in two years, coaches out. Co I, I mean, coaches in one year, coaches out. I mean, honestly, I've seen that at, at some of the programs. Now you've seen some that, okay, we're going to hang on. We're going to try and keep this thing going. I think that matters. So can you keep a coach long enough to build, get some of the younger classes in there, and build that winning tradition? It's not going to happen right now from last year to the next. And here's the thing I reference with Colorado. How has Deion Sanders done that? Various ways, but guess what's number one? He brought in the good players. So, I mean, Deion Sanders in Colorado, they aren't doing anything if he doesn't bring in the 86 new players. It's 86 new players. So, I have to tell you, the high school, what's the hardest thing about doing it? Getting the good players to not only be in the right position, but to even be on the team. High school football in, in Rapid City has been, well, we're going to get beat by Sioux Falls. You guys have heard this. We're going to get beat by Sioux Falls, so it is what it is. Does that keep some of the players from playing? I mean, some of the athletes in your school from playing. I believe it does. I've seen this at various high schools. Let me take you up a trip up I-90 uh, to Spearfish. Spearfish, their football program was failing. They were losing numbers. They almost had as many soccer kids as football kids. The new coach came in, didn't turn it around right away. It's been a couple of years. Lost, lost, lost. Building, getting middle school fired up. Let's get the middle school numbers up. Let's get the high school numbers up. And now I think Spearfish, they're not going to win the state championship this year, but they're competitive and pretty darn good. 
that's a just an example. That's spearfish. You don't have an influx of kids all of a sudden. Oh, that's why spearfish is good now. They just had a good class. No, it's getting the right athletes and, and the good players out to play, getting your numbers up. I don't know if that, um, that's, that's a very big challenge, I think, even here in Rapid City. I hate to say it because, like, what do you mean? There's good football players over at Stevens and Central that may not be playing? Yeah, I think there is. I think there is. And, by the way, uh, another thing on this, turning around a football program from it doesn't happen from one year to the next, retaining the players that are in your program. You'll see some of the numbers. Freshman class, big numbers. Hey, we got this many freshmen. Sophomores, eh, pretty big. And then I've seen the rosters, junior, seniors in some of the categories over the years, they fall off. Now, I think Stevens has done a pretty good job keeping these groups together lately, okay? I've seen some fall off in the past where the junior and senior classes were small. But I think they've started keeping some of these players retained, and that's a key part of it, retaining your players. I asked this question, um, listener uh, answers coming in. What do you think is the hardest thing about turning around a high school football program that has been losing? It's a hard question. 71% vote for getting the good players to join the team at the school. So getting the good players. Um, 15% keeping your coach to see it through. And 14% retaining the older classes to have uh, veteran players. I think that's a part of it, too. I do. Uh, Let's see here. I want to make sure I don't miss some of this. Some of this stuff's coming in. Uh, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. My kid plays out at Douglas. It's culture that we finally won a game. They just don't have uh, size, but um, it's culture. So, yeah, I mean, it, it takes some time. It really does. It, it takes some time. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to... Uh, read these through. Hardest thing to turn a program around is athlete buy-in at the program. Kids and even adults want instant gratification. You don't get that when you're losing. So again, do you guys believe that there are kids at Central and Stevens who aren't playing football that could be good football players? I do believe that. I've talked to the folks over there. There's athletes for days. I'm not a believer in Sioux Falls has better athletes than we do. They have bigger football teams and more kids out playing football and better programs because they've had a pretty darn good tradition, great training in the offseason. I mean, it all goes together, but you have to get the numbers out. Spearfish has started to do it. That program was struggling big time. Dalton Wademan comes in. That's their head coach now. I'm impressed. And they lost a lot, meaning they lost last year a lot. I said, look out. I I felt like they were coming here a little bit. Stevens and Central have good athletes at the schools. Some of them are, I don't know if I want to play football. Why? Because it's just that listener just texted it, instant gratification. Are are we going to win or are we going to lose? It takes time for the coaches to build it. You got a new coach at Central. Got Michael Scott there at Stevens. He's been there now for a little while. 
seeing it through, staying with it. We're not seeing the results as we want right now. I think we can get the athletes out. Keep with it. Getting the good players on the rosters and building. I think that's how it's going to get done. Coming right back with Eric Williams, we'll jump to the NFL on the Nate Brown Show, national NFL writer for FoxSports.com. What does he say about Eagles-Vikings tomorrow? From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. Lows dip down to about 56. Winds out of the southwest 8 to 15 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 72. Cloudy. Mainly clear tomorrow night. Lows around 49. Mid-70s Friday. Upper 70s Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 70. Football is back, and we're excited to start the season off big at the BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie. Watch all your favorite teams battle it out in our comfortable and spacious sports lounge. Don't miss a second of the action with our brand new Listen Everywhere audio system and get audio streamed directly to your headphones. Parlay a college football bet this season, and you could win a chance to see the Iowa Hawkeyes play the Nebraska Cornhuskers live in person. So come on into South Dakota's number one sportsbook at 10 Lizzie, where it's always game on. ago, Americans didn't race across the plains to settle. They pioneered. They toiled and ground the land into the world we know today, creating opportunities, not just for themselves, but for future generations. Don't settle. Pioneer. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Member FDIC. The second annual post-rally roll-up indoor sidewalk sale is this Friday and Saturday at Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Hi, this is Kelly Rang. We have leftover inventory from the rally that needs to go. Starting noon on Friday, you can shop 40 rally trade-ins, specially priced under $79.95, plus pellets of aftermarket Harley parts marked at deep discounts. Step over to Motor Clothes and you'll find a huge selection of -of end-of-season Harley-Davidson footwear and helmets marked up to 40% off. Enjoy free beer and food truck all day Saturday. It's the post-rally roll-up this weekend at Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City. Get 11% off everything at Menards. Check out our great selection of Mohawk Vinyl Plank Flooring. Vinyl Plank is waterproof and features a durable wear layer for active lifestyles. Available in a variety of colors and styles, so you're sure to find an ideal look for your home. Mohawk Home Expressions Vinyl Plank Flooring is only $214 per square foot after 11% off at Menards. Good through September 17th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City.
South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show built by Consolidated Construction. I want to tell you about Consolidated from start to finish. They know what a project means. It's more than just a building, okay? They know it has a true purpose. They'll get it done for you within budget. That's big. Work with Consolidated Construction. They've ingrained their business into our community. Born in the Dakotas over 70 years ago. Consolidated Construction. Your hard work coming to life. Start your next build at onecalltobuild.com. Learn more there. Onecalltobuild.com. Eric Williams in tonight. National NFL writer. Foxsports.com. Eric, good to have you on, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. So I'm going to give you a little preview for you. Um, Vikings, Eagles tomorrow. Let's start with that. Thursday night football. Vikings are on um, the underdog list here. How <laughs> big of an underdog are the Vikings to you? I would think significant based on how they played. It was a surprising loss to them, uh, to Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Eagles are coming off of a win at New England. Obviously went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, looks like they're, you know, playing like they did last last season. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be an uphill climb for the Vikings, I would imagine. Do you think the Eagles um, faltered at all last week because you said, well, hey, they beat the Pats and, you know, rather impressive. Some people are saying the Eagles may not be what they were. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, anytime you lose – you know, your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator and then the guys that they lost in free agency, I think you're going to take a little bit of a step back and it's going to take a while to kind of build the, the continuity and the chemistry that you established, you know, last year and making that deep postseason run. So, you know, new guys are, are calling the plays on offense and defense. Uh, you know, that's a big deal. And then you kind of have to find some different pieces on offense and defense that, uh, are going to have to step up and be bigger contributors than maybe they were last year, and that takes time. That said, to still go to New England, which is still a tough place to play, and get a victory, I think kind of speaks to, to Nick Sirianni, the head coach, and, and what he's established there. Eric Williams on tonight, NFL writer, FoxSports.com. What do you think of the players really saying uh, today, the players' union calling for yeah. grass in all of the stadiums? You know, it's interesting. Players have been, you know, talking about that for a long time now and for uh, the head of the NFLPA to come out and, and say that he wants, you know, grass fields in, in all 32 teams or all 32 stadiums. Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big gesture, but, you know, the nuts and bolts of getting that done is, is going to be a lot harder, obviously. You know, you're dealing with, with NFL owners in different cities. Um, I think the one issue with grass is, the reason that the NFL uses field turf is they're looking for consistency in terms of, you know, the, the level of play on the field in, in all the different stadiums. And, you know, grass in Chicago is going to be much different than, than grass, uh, you know, somewhere in, in the southern part of the United States just, you know, because of, uh, you know, weather and temperatures and those kind of things. And so it's hard to, to keep grass the way that it needs to be for a full season for the field to be playable. Look at, you know, the grass in Washington over the years has, has been an issue. Same thing in Soldier Field. I was covering the Seahawks, playing the Bears in a playoff game, and um, tight end for the Seahawks, John Carlson, got a concussion because the turf was so hard, you know, in January. And so those are the kind of 
issues that you have to, to deal with in order to make that work over, um, you know, the entire NFL. Also, you know, you're talking about money. And, and, and again, you know, NFL owners, you know, making that kind of uh, you know, commitment financially uh, to make the fields work long term. So, um, again, I, I, I think grass is probably better for, for players, you know, long term in terms of injuries to play on. I just think kind of making that work, there's, there's a lot of hurdles to, to, to go over. Of course, they're talking about it because the Aaron Rodgers injury, Eric, and um, so he's out uh, for the year. Uh, he finally released you know, a like, met. Uh, Go sorry ahead. to interrupt you, but you know Aaron's thirty-nine years old. I mean, right, Achilles right. is kind of an old man's injury. It is. It no, it really is. I was joking about it with myself, uh, not that Aaron was hurt, but I said. I didn't uh, you know, run a 40-yard dash recently because the uh, doctor told me, you're going to blow out your Achilles. Honestly, he was like, <laughs> be careful what you're doing. Uh, I'm not Aaron Rodgers. But nonetheless, um, it's talked about now, and Aaron's out. So do you? he, he released a message, Eric, that said, um, you know, kind of, yeah, it's, it's classic Aaron, like, you know, I look forward to coming back. Do you see him mm-hmm. coming back? I think so. I, a guy that of that stature and, and – and the kind of success that he's had in the, in the league, I don't think he wants that to be like his last moment in the NFL. So I fully expect for him to rehab hard, uh, both you know during the season and in the off season to come back and play. Do you think that Jets can compete with Zach Wilson? Yeah, I think so. I, I think. You know, obviously having a mentor like Aaron Rodgers and being able to watch him every day in practice and be able to talk to him, um, he's probably learned some things. He probably could have used the entire year of doing that, but he's thrown in there now. The physical tools are there with Zach. That's why he was drafted as high as he was. It's mentally being able to run a team pre-snap, knowing what you're seeing, be able to go your progressions, be able to get the ball out quick, and just be a better decision maker. The one thing that helps Zach is they have a really good defense. So it's not like he has to go out there and lead his offense to 30 points a game. If they score 20 to 23 points, they have a pretty decent chance of, of winning games. So um, I do think Zach can do it. That said, I do feel like they need some insurance. They should bring in a veteran guy to back him up in case he struggles. And, you know, one guy I think makes sense is, is Phillip Rivers. You know, I know he's retired a couple of years ago, but – you know, the Niners, according to reports, were interested in bringing him back if they had made the Super Bowl last year. Um, and I think Phillip could come in and learn that offense quickly. With all the playmakers they have on offense, he could be kind of the distributor. So I think, you know, nobody's really talking about that, but I think Phillip would make some sense. Eric Williams on tonight, uh, NFL writer, FoxSports.com. You cover the NFC West, Eric. So 49ers I put in my Super Bowl prediction last week. I said, I'm going to go 49ers to the Super Bowl, and I said against the Bills, so I may be wrong on one team. We'll see. Uh, 49ers looked impressive. How good do you think they are? They're going to be tough to beat because they can beat you so many different ways. They have so many playmakers on offense. Uh, Brock Purdy looks like he's fully healed from the elbow surgery and and played at a high level uh, for them just in terms of execution and, and, and accuracy and getting the ball out. Uh, McCaffrey's a beast. Uh, they have two of the best, you know, receivers in the league in Debo and, and, and Brandon Ayuk. And then defensively, when you look at that defensive front with both uh, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and then now Drake Jackson, who had three sacks uh, just in that game. He had all three sacks last season. Fred Warner in the, in, in, in the middle. 
Um, they just have so many playmakers on offense and defense and can beat you in a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game. Um, they're going to be tough out every week, and uh, particularly if they get home-field advantage, I think it's going to be tough for, for any team to, to go into uh, their stadium at Levi Stadium and beat them. Okay, and, and the 49ers win in, in you know, a system way. So I saw these numbers just come out, and I wanted to get your reaction to this. Um, this past season, 2022, there were 3,416 attempts of 15-plus through the air. So, so you would call that a deep ball, I guess, 15-plus yards. That's the fewest since 2006. So – we think it's the deep ball. Take the top off. We got to stretch yep. the field. Fewest uh, explosive play attempts since 2006. What's the takeaway? Oh, I think it's that Vic Fangio defense, um, just making teams kind of go underneath, putting an umbrella or you know over the back end of defensively, and, and making teams chunk the ball, you know, methodically down the field. Uh, and see if they can do that without making a mistake, either turning the ball over or, or penalties that are going to stop those kind of drives. And, you know, you look across the league, I think maybe two-thirds of the league are, are running some type of Vic Fangio-style offense, again, just keeping everything in front of you. And so I think that's why you're seeing, you know, less deep ball attempts. And then also I think you're seeing teams start to run the ball a little bit more because they're getting more light boxes, more more defensive fronts with, with six defenders in there where the advantage is to run the football. Good stuff. Uh, Eric Williams tonight. Find his work at foxsports.com, national NFL writer on the Nate Brown Show. Eric, good to have you as always. Thanks for hopping on. Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Eric Williams on a Wednesday, NFL writer, foxsports.com on Fox Sports Rapid City, live from San Diego. Yeah, I saw that. Did you hear that? Here's the stat. The Nate Brown Show stat of the day. Dan Patrick can do it. I can do it. Um, fewest attempts of 15 yards or more through the air since 2006. All of last year. So it's a big sample size. So they're not, you know, Patrick Mahomes used to throw it up to Tyreek Hill. And everybody had to do that, right? Fewest attempts of 15 plus through the air since 2006 in the NFL this past year. Interesting uh, scenario, and that makes it seem like I'm going to see, you know, we're not going to let Russ cook. We're, <laughs> we're going to let Russ cook it. Seven yards a pop, um, just like everyone else. Um, you know, it's not a blanket deal, but less teams are going deep. And Eric Williams said it's that Vic Fangio approach. We know Vic. It's that shell defense. Hey, keep everything in front of you. We're not going to get burned anymore. Keep everything in front of you. And um, that's interesting, the way that's, way that's turning out. The Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill effect, maybe, on NFL defenses. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City with Inside Sports Medicine next. And you know what we have to hit on, right? What are the chances of Aaron Rodgers coming back at 40 from a torn Achilles. Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. 
Get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Buckle up and brace yourself as you dive headfirst into the heart-pounding adventure in the Black Hills. Ignite your engine and feel the raw power coursing through your veins. The rush of adrenaline hits you like a lightning bolt as you tear through the dense forest, conquering every twist and turn with precision and speed. Tight corners, steep inclines, and heart-stopping descents. Your Polaris side-by-side tackles them all. Rally your crew and let the camaraderie fuel your fire. Together, you'll share epic <laughs> stories of daring feats and jaw-dropping stunts. Unleash your inner adrenaline junkie. Let the roaring engine, the rush of speed, and the wild twist of the Black Hills ignite your passion for adventure like never before. Visit Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine at 1600 East St. Patrick Street or online at fourseasonsportscenter.com. Get your hands on the ultimate Polaris side-by-side for the adventure of a lifetime. Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine, pushing the limits of excitement. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. The highly anticipated Box Elder Event Center is now open. The Box is the Midwest's newest and most innovative facility that makes any event a cut above the rest. Featuring native hardwood floors, digital scoreboards, color-changing lights, and an enormous space to host multiple games at once, the Box is the premier youth sports venue. Are you ready to take your sports event to the next level? It's time to play at the Box. To get your event started, visit thebox.live. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Chad with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales Service in Detail. Boy, summer is flying by. That it is, and while it's still here, we'll keep your rig in tip-top shape for those last few road trips of the season. Being a AAA and ASC certified shop, I know you guys are well equipped to do just that. Yes, sir. We're here to take care of all your automotive needs. So from oil changes, batteries and tires, to cooling systems and AC charges and repairs, we're your answer. Nothing like one-stop shopping. That's our goal. Plus, we carry over 30 brand name tires and have deals as good as anywhere. And simply the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle. That's new pads, rotors, labor, and a lifetime warranty as long as you own the rig. And I'll say it again, that's one incredible brake deal. Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, everybody. The place to trust. Your complete AAA and ASC certified automotive repair specialist. See anytimeanytime.com. And at the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. 
The Nate Brown Show live weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. You found us. Thanks for being here on the radio side, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. If you get out of radio range, bring us up on your phone, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Also listen at work there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. We are live streaming as we do on Twitter right now, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter and our YouTube channel, up and rolling, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe, you've got us, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. Let's go inside sports medicine tonight, brought to you by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the region's best when it comes to orthopedic care since 1976. Better access, more options at Black Hills Ortho. Start online, bhosc.com. Inside sports medicine with Dr. Lou Papendick back on the Nate Brown Show. Lou, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's Great to be with you tonight. Man, what a memorable weekend, huh? Uh, I'll tell you, and I said right right when it happened, I said, all right, I, I've got an interesting topic, and it's a tough one, and I want to see what Lou Papendick has to say about it. I'm talking Aaron Rodgers, Monday night, um, four plays in, blows out his Achilles. So I'm going to start with this. How bad of an injury is that? You know, it is a serious, serious injury, and especially in Aaron Rodgers, quarterback in his late 30s. Um, you know, it's definitely season-ending. Uh, I think you and I had even discussed this injury when KD from Durant yes. uh, sustained it. But, you know, he was in his early 30s. He did come back. It took him a year, but here we are, Aaron Rodgers, late 30s, this is going to be season-ending for him. Okay. So, Lou, everybody said, well, you get older, this is the type of injury that happens. Is, is, that, is that valid? That is valid. You know, we see in our office a lot of our local weekend warrior athletes maybe playing basketball at the YMCA, playing some flag football, and they're like, yeah, it, it felt like somebody kicked me in my heel or like the basketball struck me in my heel and I felt a pop, and then I, I just couldn't run. I went down. That's like your classic, classic Achilles tendon rupture, and it does happen you know, as we get up there in age in our athletic careers. Dr. Lou Papendick on tonight, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, orthopedic surgeon. So, Dr. Aaron Rodgers, you said, okay, 39, then he's going to be 40. What's the recovery here, rehab here for him? Right. So, they will do surgery to repair his Achilles tendon. It's just basically tying two ropes of an end Two, two ends of a rope back together, and then his body has to heal that tendon. And for a tendon to heal strong and have the ability for the, you know, the muscles to come back and they have to protect, protect the tendon while it's healing, that's a minimum of nine months to recover. And so, you know, he's out for the year. He'll be 40 years old. Wow, his future, I guess we'll see. Okay, um, you you think about it. Well, he acted like he wants to come back. He just released a, a deal today and said, you know, I'm looking forward to my comeback. Is Does his play, if he comes back, I know he's going to be 40 anyway, it, could it be impacted by an injury like this? I would think it will. You know, it's that explosive nature of when you push off, when you're trying to sprint, anytime you use your calf muscles, that Achilles tendon has to work. 
And, uh, you know, it'll be a full year for him. I mean, he can recover and he can potentially play. But I think there's a slight increased risk of it getting re-injured. Let's hope not. But that possibility is there. And what happens as we age, our tendon ligament structures lose some of their flexibility. The water content in our soft tissues change. The tendons, the ligaments get a little bit more rigid, and then and then they reach their snapping point a lot faster, especially with explosive ballistic moves. Inside Sports Medicine tonight, brought to you by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center on the Nate Brown Show with Dr. Lou Papendick. Here's the big topic, and I'll let you run, Lou, is people are now discussing, well, this is a turf thing. So, so now the Players Association is releasing a statement, we should all have grass. Now, I don't have the numbers in front of me, neither do you. When it comes to turf, what's your thought on this? Wow. I... I can't even predict, uh, right, because it's really the explosive nature of the injury. Now, on turf, can you be just more ballistic and more explosive? I don't know, right? We would be, you and I would be guessing on that. I'm sure they've done stats on it. They're probably looking into it. But the bottom line, these guys, they're at risk at this age of their careers playing these kind of sports. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I said, um, the age, the the explosiveness, he was getting sacked. He was trying to get out of it. Um, injuries like that happen. It's a tough one for Aaron Rodgers. Dr. Lou Papendick on tonight, one of our favorites at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Lou, good to have you on. I hope you enjoy football season. I, I appreciate it. I do. I'm looking forward to our local sports, too. And, hey, can I put one other uh, idea out there? Yes, yes. This, this I, I ran into with a family member, not, not a direct family member, but they contacted me about a kid that got injured and said, we don't have a primary care doc, so we don't know how to get referred into your clinic. Well, you do not need a referral to come to see any of the doctors or providers at Black Hills Ortho. Just call, make an appointment. We're happy to see you. No referral needed. Okay, perfect, and it's great to know. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Lou, good to have you. Thanks. You bet. Have a great one, Nate. All right. Looking forward to the next time. I appreciate it. Dr. Lou Papendick, uh, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center on Inside Sports Medicine. By the way, great place to start. You want more information on Black Hills Ortho? It's the number one team in the the Black Hills. BHOSC.com. BHOSC.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, our partner on Fox Sports Rapid City, taking us inside sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon Dr. Lou Papendick on Aaron Rodgers. We come right back with who's hot and who's not. How much are the Wyoming Cowboys making on Saturday night? That's next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Lorne Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 7644 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. Lows dip down to about 56. Winds out of the southwest 8 to 15 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 72. Cloudy. Mainly clear tomorrow night. Lows around 49. Mid-70s Friday. Upper 70s Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 70. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So, we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, in the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Hey sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox, inviting you to make us your home for the NFL this season. We really wanted Rapid City to have a premier sports bar with great service and great food, and that's why we started the Skybox. We have 35 big screens, we'll show every NFL game all season long. Plus we'll have great specials for you to join us on Monday nights, Thursday nights, and all day, of course, on Sunday. The Skybox has the best food and the best experience for NFL football. Check us out on game days, and we look forward to serving you at the Skybox above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Your Sports, Your Show, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Great guest tonight. Thanks for everybody for stopping by. Hey, thanks to you for making us part of your day. We appreciate that. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City and FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Who's hot and who's not brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. PizzaRanch.com for carryout delivery specials right now from your local Pizza Ranch. Two locations in Rapid City. Rapid City Pizza Ranch South with the Fun Zone Arcade that's awesome. And then you got Rapid City Pizza Ranch behind Sam's Club up north. PizzaRanch.com. Carryout delivery. The best chicken in town. Who's hot category going to go to my Wyoming Cowboys? So we've got the game Saturday night on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Pokes taking on the Texas Longhorns. Wyoming at Texas. Texas ranked number four in the country. In my who's hot category, I don't know how the game's going to go. Maybe not well for my Pokes. But they're going to be taking home a paycheck. The report out today 
says Wyoming's going to be paid by Texas Saturday night $1.85 million to play. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take it. $1.85 million. That's a big payday. I mean, you have these pay games. I haven't seen too many of them reach that level. $1.85 million for the Pokes getting paid by Texas Saturday night, the game uh, here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Yeah, that's a big number. Uh, the Pokes just paid Portland State uh, to come to Laramie, 450000 So they were like, they took some of that money from Texas that's coming. They're like, hey, here you go. Come to Laradice and, and enjoy getting beat down. And here's four We're going to get $1.85 million uh, the next weekend. Uh, in our Pizza Ranch, who's not category? I'm going to go to the NBA. Speaking of money, there's two facilities that they want to build. So two teams want to build new uh, arenas in the NBA. Have you heard about this? One of them's in my who's not. The Philadelphia 76ers say they want to build a new arena. It's going to be $1.3 billion. Now they say they are going to pay for this privately. No public funds. So I'm with that. I'm not putting the 76ers $1.3 billion arena in my who's not. I'm putting the other team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are the latest to target a new venue, and they say their new arena is going to be about $900 million. Now, Philly, I told you, the owner's going to pay for it all. How about Oklahoma City Thunder? Oklahoma City Thunder owner Clay Bennett says out of the $900 million, he'll pay $50 million. <laughs> That's not a bad deal. Uh, the rest of it, Oklahoma City, the city, has committed to publicly fund. I like the public-private partnerships. I like it, but $50 million from the owner, $850 million from the, the citizens? And Philadelphia's going to do $1.3 billion, all of it, from the owner? Huh. Good luck. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow on a Thursday. It'll be a big show. Happy hour with Rob Kegron, Brown's Best, and Matt Kearney's picks on our high school football front. Back tomorrow at 4. The Nate Brown Show podcast is going up right now.